this week because it's Sunday and I'm a responsible boy but whoa is all I have to say whoa I'm not gonna lie I was kind of surprised I I, 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 I I was shocked the Bengals go into Pittsburgh and they win 24 to 10 first of all I just got to keep repeating that to myself and repeating that to myself in my head because we talked about this last week they haven't scored 20 points in Pittsburgh in 15 years, and they did it today. Also, I, uh, if you were going to tell me before the game that Big Ben has 58 pass attempts and they score 10 points, I, I would have called you crazy. And he had, obviously, I mean, you know, he had more dropbacks than that because he got sacked, what, yeah. four times, and he got hit another few times. So, wow. It, all The only describing word – I have to say from today is tough. That was a tough team that I saw today. It was, it was much, much different than the team you saw in Chicago. How angry watching this game today and now sitting here, we're recording this Sunday night, 8 PM. How angry does this make you? And I don't mean to dredge up memories as we're reveling in this victory that we get to enjoy so few times. How angry does this make you about the Bears game? Yeah, it makes me mad because we saw the Bears today play against the Browns. They are terrible. They are so bad. They had 46 yards against the Browns. Now, now to be fair, we don't have Miles Garrett, but um, it just makes me mad it, it be, because we should be 3-0. But to be fair, we're not going to play the what-if game. Um, and great win today. I think it's a good building. I think it's a good stepping stone. I think Zach Taylor saved himself today. So, um, I, I mean, there's so many things to address from this game, uh, and I don't want to take up an hour and a half just talking about this game because I don't want to do a little bit of Jacksonville as well because, you know, short week, we're only going to do one episode. Um, but how awesome was that play calling from Zach Taylor today? I think both of us, we're sitting there in the beginning thinking, what the hell are we doing going so much empty? Especially after we saw the Bills have awful success running empty against the Steelers in week one. And the Bengals came out in empty. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't count. I don't sit there and note, take notes during the game. I'm not that avid. But it seemed like we came out in empty maybe four or five times in the first half. And there was the one Joe Burrow interception that was obviously a very bad interception, and that's all on Burrow. But, I mean, the play calling was absolutely masterful today. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's the third – was the, it's the third week in a row – not third week, sorry. Second on the third week in a row that we – that, you know, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow have gone to that deep ball to chase at the end of the half. And I think that, you know, maybe they could start doing some of that, you know, you know at other points in the game because it's working. I mean, they have three long touchdowns this year, and they – it, it works because Jamar Chase gets separation. So I think if they do some more of that, you know, sprinkled out through the game, 
But I mean, yeah, play calling was great. Joe Mixon looked amazing today. Samaj P. Ryan had a couple of nice runs. And then you mix in, you know, only 18 pass attempts. You know, Joe was 14 for 18. Not a lot of passing yards, but they didn't need that today. They didn't need that. So, when, when, and, if, and, you know, if they need passing yards, he's going to give you passing yards. He's going to give you whatever you really need to win that day. And they just, you know, they, they, they had a good game plan, I think. I, I know I said tough is my overarching descriptive of the game. But offensively, the word that comes to mind here is efficient. You're talking about Joe Burrow with 9.6 yards per attempt. Uh, I'm going to do a little bit of quick division here. Uh, 77% completion percentage. Don't want that. Uh, Sorry about that. Um, And then Joe Mixon, five yards an attempt. I mean, and, and. Let's talk about this all encompassing. No on the sacks. Offensive side no of the sacks. No what sacks. performance. And I understand that TJ Watts out. I understand that Alex Highsmith's out. But to not even allow a pressure today is amazing. Yes. Yes. It's, it's absolutely. It, I, you know what's funny is I, uh, they showed that stat with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I watched every down and I was still shocked that we still hadn't given. I knew I knew we didn't give up a sack, but the no pressures thing that I mean, that just shows you that even though um, you know Suafilo's out and Riley Reef, you know, had that little had that little moment, but I think that Jackson Carmen played really well today. Alec, for the people that can't watch us on the Zoom, what am I doing right now? You're you're raising your hand. I was gladly gladly wrong about Jackson Carmen. He played his tail off today. And he had one of the best uh, debuts for an offensive lineman I've ever seen. He had one false start, but other than that, no pressures, no holding penalties, no sacks allowed. And they ran it off of him a couple of times. And every time they ran it off him, he had taken his guy and moved him down the field. Uh, I mean, First of all, going forward, he has to be the starter at right guard, right? Yeah, I, absolutely. I think Suofilo has not done enough to earn that job, regardless of whether he gets healthy or not. And uh, yeah, I, I think he's definitely starting right guard. And second of all, um, I mean, this is a revelation. If the offensive line, and I understand week to week, there's going to be differences. And like I said, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith are out. If the offensive line can play like this, the ceiling on this offense is really oh, high. Oh, it's really high because T. Higgins didn't even play today. T. Higgins didn't play today. Joe Burrow was 77% percentage. Very efficient. I don't know what his QBR ended at. If he didn't have that pick, his QBR would have been very high. Looking at looking at it right now, Burrow, we'll just do quick stats. Burrow, QBR of 66.8, passer rating 122.9, which is yeah. insane. Uh, Roethlisberger QBR 37.7 passer uh, passer rating a 70.9 uh, Roethlisberger sacked four times 21 yards uh, Burrow sacked no times um, and that, that's just sort of the passing stats um, if the offensive line can play like that and, yeah, the, yeah the offensive line plays like that I mean I, the, the ceiling's the limit because the skill position players are there the quarterback is there the only thing that isn't there or that has not been there is the line yes. so 
I think if the line comes together and again, we're not asking, it's kind of like our defense. We're not asking for them to be the top, a top three O line. We're asking them to be league average, league average. That's all we're asking. Um, just a couple more things I want to hit on with the offense before we flip over to the defense. Um, first is a question for you. Are we still sure whether or not Jamar Chase can't catch? Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he can catch. I, I'm pretty sure. I four touchdowns in three career games. I think I'm pretty sure he can catch. Um, stat I just saw before we hopped on here. Jamar Chase, first player in the Super Bowl era to have three touchdowns of over 30 yards in his first three career games. Well, he can't catch though. How how did he catch those passes? He can't you know. catch. Ryan Clark did send out a tweet earlier that said, uh, thank God Jamar Chase can't catch. Otherwise, he'd have five touchdowns instead of four. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, also one thing I want to address, speaking to the offensive line play, that second touchdown to Jamar Chase does not happen if Xavier Suofilo is the starting right guard because Joe Burrow had seven seconds to pick pick him apart there. And if you give if you give Joe Burrow seven seconds, I mean, shit, you give Joe Burrow, excuse my language, you give Joe Burrow uh, three seconds, he's going to make the right decision. Um, you know, almost every time we saw that high third. So it was at this point in the podcast that our internet actually cut out for a hot second. So um, we're just going to skip ahead a little bit in the podcast to when our uh, internet's kind of reconnected and we were able to keep talking a little bit about what was going on in, in the game. So sorry about that. We'll try to do a little bit better going forward, but uh, that's kind of what happened here and why it might seem like we jumped forward a little bit. Switching to the defensive side of the ball. Um, wow. That's all I have to say is wow. I think, you know, week one, we talked about it. The run defense came together. You know, week two, the pass defense and the run defense came together. I think today I, it kind of culminated. Everything came together. I, you know, Big Ben's not very good anymore. But the thing that I took away from it is that we only give up 10 points. So, you know, no matter – I mean, big, I mean, Big Ben is still a Hall of Famer. So whenever you can limit, limit a team to 10 points, I, I think you give yourself a good chance to win. Uh, Logan Wilson, there are no words to describe how well he played today. He was everywhere. Um, and – just what a pickup looking back on that. Now, the fact that he is a second year linebacker and, you know, there's a lot of guys you can describe as making the difference in the game today. He was probably the guy that made the biggest difference in the game today with the two interceptions and 13 freaking tackles. Yeah. So, you know, preseason, our good buddy, Jake Steen was on, he gave the, he gave the prediction that uh, Pratt was going to be a pro bowler. Uh, I think Logan Wilson, uh, is, is is taking that step to be a pro bowler this year. Yeah, I mean, just an all-out baller. Three picks, yeah, three picks in three games. Yeah, just an all-out baller performance from the defense today. Um, that, let's see, Sam Hubbard with a sack, B.J. Hill with another sack. That's four, if you're counting at home. Four for a guy that they got for Billy Price. So that alone might be the move of the season for the Bengals. Uh, Trey Hendrickson was in Big Ben's face all day today. Uh, and then Cam Sample had a really key sack on the third down. Um, just from the lens of looking forward this season, how big of a morale game is this for the Bengals defense? 
I think it's the big, I think it's big morale game because you look at the Steelers. I know they don't have Deontay Johnson, but they still had Chase Claypool. They still had, had Najee Harris. You know, they still had Juju, uh, Mr. Corvette Corvette. And, and you live in them to 10 points at home. It, it's a, it's, it's a big confidence boost. I think. Um, for me there, the defense has really carried the day so far for this team. And, you know, that's fine because that's how you win games in the AFC North. And that's how you, you know, not to get cliche with it, but that's defense wins championships and defense travels. You don't win a game on the road with, with a crappy defense. So seeing this performance from the defense today is one, a breath of fresh air because if we look back at the past, let's say five years of Bengal Steelers games, I think I could have identified seven times in this game where if this Bengals defense and to a lesser extent, this offense, just because they weren't on the field that much, but there's probably seven or eight times where I sat there and Josh, my roommate who I was watching with, and I looked at him and I said, this is, I'm still not sure about this game because the old Bengals find some way to lose this game, whether it's getting off the field on third downs or, you know, even though they didn't recover it, that strip by Von Bell of, of Ray Ray McLeod early in the fourth quarter, that's something that an old Bengals team never does. Um, and, and through three games, and I know there's the Bears loss last week, through three games, there is such a difference in how this team plays defense than what we've seen in the past five years. I mean, this is an early 2010s Bengals defense that we're watching right now. Yeah, and I think that you you got to give that up to the guys they brought in, to the money they've spent on the defensive side of the ball and free agency. And it's nice to see that, you know, the money they spent is actually paying off because a lot of times people spend money on defense and then it doesn't come to fruition or, you know, they don't fit. And I think this defense is fitting well together. I think the DBs are flying around, let alone next – I'm thinking – what I'm thinking is, is that since Deontay Johnson was out, we've talked about this, that uh, Trey Waynes just didn't play because they didn't think they really truly needed him. And I think Trey Waynes could potentially play on Thursday night. So you, you add Trey Waynes to this secondary, and then you add Logan Wilson playing really well, and you get pressure on Big Ben this defense is looking really good. We wanted league average. This could be an above average defense in the NFL. They came into this game ranked sixth or seventh in the NFL in defensive DVOA. And I would expect that that's only going to go up after what we saw today. Um, Just a couple of things in response to that. Speaking of injuries, uh, I do agree with your Trey Wayne's point, but I'll get to that in a second. Chidobe Awuji did leave this game with a groin injury. Um, I am no doctor. I'm going to school to be an accountant. So probably the furthest thing away from being a doctor, but I doubt we see Chidobe Awuji play on Thursday night, just because that's usually the nature of groin injuries. I mean, we saw Pittsburgh, their guys with groin injuries definitely did not look hundred percent today. Um, but to your other point, Trey Waynes, I would expect to see both Trey Waynes and T Higgins in the starting lineup on Thursday night. Um, just out of the fact that they were doubtful this week. I think we see them both uh, on the field on Thursday night. But, I I mean, to to your point on the defense, this game is not won without the clogging of the middle that occurred because DJ Reader, the pressure that occurred because of Trey Hendrickson. Mike Hilton didn't have his best game. He he had a couple of times where he got turned around in coverage, specifically on on a deep 
uh, corner route to Chase Claypool, but Von Bell was everywhere and he was thumping people. Um, this, this was an insane defensive game. And like we said, it's against a really bad offense. Nobody's debating that, but this is getting the monkey off their back. And now we can kind of put this one to rest and look forward. The Bengals have a chance on Thursday night to go three and one. And not only do they have a chance, it's a game that um, I don't know if the line has opened. I've seen it opened in a couple of places at six and a half. So it's a game that the Bengals are, that Vegas believes the Bengals could and should win easily. So we can talk about Jacksonville in a second, but, and we talked about this last week and we said, or I said, and, and you kind of just agreed because I do, I do a lot of talking. If the Bengals had won this game today, which now they have, the Bengals' next five games, Jacksonville, Green Bay, Detroit, Baltimore, and the Jets. Those four games, five games, those five games are all extremely winnable games. Baltimore looked terrible today against a Detroit team that is better than a lot of us thought, but it's still Detroit. Green Bay, you know, they're about to kick off here in a few minutes, and so we'll kind of see what, what's up with them. doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers is exactly full pot committed to, to, to the season. And then Jacksonville and the Jets are just terrible. I, I, again, I, I absolutely agree with you. I think Green Bay is going to be a really hard game to win. I, it, I think it, it, you know, just realistically, I think it'll be a hard game to win. But I think that the Jets and the Jags, honestly, if they're not both wins, Zach Taylor, again, needs to be on the hot seat. But I mean, pretty, it, because the thing is, is that if you're gifted free wins like that, you need to take them. You just need to take them, especially when the Bengals showed what they could do today. I, I really think they need to take advantage of those opportunities. Yeah. And so looking forward more specifically to Thursday night, we are going to be in attendance. Uh, after today's win, I I am so excited for this game. We get to see the Ring of Honor inducted at halftime. That's going to be so awesome. Um to me, it looks like we could be approaching a sellout on Thursday night. And after a win like this, to get the whole city behind you, that I think that place is going to be rocking on Thursday night. Um, just initial first impressions. The Jaguars might be one of the worst teams ever to exist in NFL history. Um, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights today, but that Trevor Lawrence pick six on the flea flicker yeah. was horrendous. Um Initial thoughts. I mean, this is a game what to a greater extent than the Bears was. This is a game the Bengals should easily win. Yeah, yeah you know, and you know, we say that, and I'm it's it's sad to say that I'm still hesitant to say that because of the stuff we've seen in the last, you know, in our lifetime, really. I'm not gonna lie to you. But yes, it should be a game the Bengals win. Urban Meyer, you know, there just seems like there's some disconnect with them, and I get it, their roster's bad bad their o-line is not good their weapons you know they're not terrible um james robinson they their got weapons injured. aren't any better than what the steelers have i agree i absolutely agree 100 percent. the vikings but the running backs worse they don't have Najee harris and big ben's a hall of famer and i get it 
He's at the end of his career, but I'd rather have Big Ben. If I'm going to win games right now, I'd rather have Big Ben than Trevor Lawrence. So I think that this defense matches up really, really well, regardless if Ouzier plays or not. I disagree with that. I'd rather have Trevor Lawrence and Big Ben after what I saw today. Did you see Did you see him try to throw that pass to Derek Watt? Yeah, yeah the trip. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not even going to say that I do because I don't have any respect for Big Ben and that's a whole different can of worms. I'm not even going to open up on here. I don't have any respect for him, but he's a really good football player. He is terrible right now. And he is a large part of why their offense is what it is because he can't throw the ball down. He couldn't fall out of bed and hit the floor right now. That's how bad he is. Najee Harris had 14 receptions for 100 yards today. By the way, speaking of play calling, can we talk about what in God's name Matt Canada drew up for that fourth down play at the end of the game? I I was sitting, it's funny. Uh, I have a Steelers fan, Evan Sizer, who lives lives with me. We were watching the game. It was an amazing game to watch with him because, you know, he's screaming the whole time. How many rings do you have? Well, guess what? Uh, We have two wins. You have one and your franchise is going down the toilet. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, that, I, I told him, I, I said this as soon as it happened, that, that was single-handedly worse than when Andy Dalton threw it away on that Thursday night on fourth and 10, just chucked it out of bounds. Worse than that. Honestly, I'd rather have my quarterback chuck it out of the back of the end zone on fourth down. We, than saw, throw some, we saw some really bad football plays today. There was that play by the Steelers, the Jacksonville flea flicker, and then you were watching the Raiders game, I assume. That yep. that smoke screen that they ran out of their own end zone. That was bad. Bad. I mean, it makes me thankful that Zach Taylor's the Bengals coach because I know, well, actually, I don't. I was gonna say I know he's not bad enough to make those play calls, but um, irregardless. Um, back to our point, yeah, talking Jacksonville. about Jacksonville. Um, I mean, there's really not much to say. They they stink. Um their defense is terrible. Um, their offense has a lot of potential. And so you hope it's not that game where they kind of put it a little bit together and, and hit a few plays. I mean, they do have weapons. DJ Chark, LaVisca Chanel, Marvin Jones. They got weapons. It's not anything that the Bengals should be surprised or, or – um, thrown off by let's just put it that way you said it you said it i mean you said it like you know a couple minutes ago that their weapons are no better than the steelers um so and their o-line is you know basically the same it's not i mean they got brandon linder in the middle but their o-line is basically not they're they're not very good either so and cam robinson got hurt today one of their tackles uh he'll probably play on thursday because it was like a minor one but um yeah i i think that the, the the Bengals defense should have no problem with this offense and the, the Bengals offense should have no problem with this defense. I mean, Kyler didn't have his best day today, and he still carved him up for something around 330 yards. Absolutely, and he had a couple Stevie wonder throws. Uh, I've used that term before. A couple Stevies again today. Had, had Kyler threw a ball over the middle into double coverage, which was just an awful throw. Uh, still 131-19, even with – um, even with the, uh, you know, the field goal return for a touchdown, they still win by two scores. So I, and they're at home. So I, I think that, you know, Bengals should, should take care of it. And add into that, the fact that home teams 
that home favorites on Thursday night rarely lose. Uh, I have a lot of comfort in the fact that the Bengals will win this game on Thursday night. Um, that being said, it's the Bengals, so I'm still mm, a little. I'm a little gun shy to pick them, uh, especially in a primetime game because we've seen the Bengals in primetime before, and we'll continue to see them for eternity. Yeah, Andy Dalton. Andy Andy Dalton uh, is no longer here though, so maybe we gotta. That's true. That's true. Um, any other comments um, on Pittsburgh? Um, before we kind of wrap this up, maybe make a prediction on Jacksonville um, and, and kind of wrap it up from there. Yeah, no, and I don't really have anything else about Pittsburgh. I think that, you know, I, I, I think that I was very confident actually to, in today. I thought, I thought we were going to give them a good game, but I didn't think that our defense was going to play as well. And I think that's the main thing I'm going to take away from this game because the defense translated from week one to week two got better from week one to week two. And then from week two to week three, they, they, they you know, they kept that consistency. So I think that's going to be something to look forward to going into the Thursday night game. It's um, today was, and I texted this in our group chat with, with a couple of our Bengals fans and with a couple of other people today was a day that has been such a long time coming for Bengals fans. Um, this is not, in my opinion, this is not just a game in just a season in the whole grand scheme of life. This is the Bengals surpassing the Pittsburgh Steelers for the time being in the pecking order in the AFC North. I mean, we're sitting here, all four teams in the AFC North have now played three games. And whether you agree with tiebreakers or not, when you look up AFC North standings, the team that's at the top is the Bengals. And, you know, I know that's superficial to sort of look at standings at this point in the season, but the standings are the standings. And if the playoffs started today, the Bengals would be uh, in the playoffs. And the fact that we can say that at this point, after having beaten a team that has been our boogeyman for our entire lives going back to our parents' lives is a gratifying feeling. And it's not like they lucked into this victory. The Bengals were the better team and the Bengals, the Bengals could have had this be a much bigger blowout. Um, this is a game that we look back on a year or two down the road and say, this is where the rebuild ended. And this is where we took that next step forward. It said, okay, the Bengals are here. And by no means am I saying the Bengals, after beating a mediocre Steelers team, are going to make the playoffs. Hmm. But what this signifies is the fact that the Bengals know that they can beat these teams that historically hold this curse over them. And once you get that mental aspect done, all that's left is what goes on on the field. And right now, what we've seen from the Bengals this year, especially on defense, is that they can back that up on the field. And sitting there today watching that game was so gratifying. And I, I could lie to you and say that I was worried in the fourth quarter, but I wasn't because you know who we now have? 
we have Joe Burrow. Yep. And we have these absolute maniacs on our defense. And so while in the third quarter, it got a little frisky. Once we got to the fourth quarter, I knew that we weren't going to lose that game because we were the better team today. And that's what matters. Yep. And I think that that's, that's really important for the psyche of not only, you know, the players, obviously, but I think of fans, because we're always so quick to jump to pessimism because we've, what we've seen in the past, but there's a lot of new faces. And I think that they don't really care about what's happened in the past. I think that they're trying to write a new narrative, you know, in this new era of Bengals football. And I think today was a, a good step in that direction. Such a big win for the franchise, for Joe Burrow. And, you know, before the game, I didn't even think about this. But before the game, they flashed up his um, stats that he's had against AFC North opponents so far. And that's that before today, that was four games. And it was either eight touchdowns and two interceptions or 10 total touchdowns and two interceptions in four games. And now it's 13 and three or 11 and three. Um, the dude's team sucked last year. If he can play division football like this, and this is the best defense he's going to play in the division. And I, I know TJ Watt and Alice Highsmith were out. Even without those two guys, I think this is the best defense in the division. And he had efficiency and he had poise. He threw that early interception. And what did he do? He came right back out when they got the Logan Wilson pick and Tyler Boyd stuffed it to Devin Bush on a whip route and took it to the house. Um, this was an attitude game for the Bengals. And, and I love what I saw. Love it. I, I loved it too. I loved every minute of it. Um, it, you know, you said that like in the second half, you could just feel that they weren't going to, it, it wasn't going to, the lead wasn't going to go away. And I think that's really important for the psyche of, of everybody. Uh, Evan McPherson still is automatic. Um, and the Bengals special teams was great today. Darius Phillips uh, should be ashamed of that one punt return. Um, <laughs> Bad. I, that, that, it, horrendous really would be the only word to describe what, what that was. And that's really the only uh, uh, sort of blemish that the Bengals had today. Um, but I mean, I don't really have any other final thoughts. Um, looking quickly, we'll do our, our I'll, I'll recap our uh, picks from today and then we'll give a quick, quick prediction for the Jacksonville game on uh, Thursday night. Um, the, you went two and one today. Uh, you had Cardinals and Titans were both winners and the Raiders, although they won in a very, that was, that was a wild game. That was a wild, it looked like a lock for a while. Uh, so you went two and one. So you are four and five now. I got a, I might have to go to like a Sherpa or a, or a psych, a psychic or something like that because after Thursday night's Texans bet and today betting on the New York Giants, um, I sit at one and seven um, in 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 my my picks. Uh, that being said, I do have the Cowboys tomorrow night. So congratulations, Eagles! You're gonna win. Um, but so you're officially four and five. I'm one and seven. I don't really 
I can't see a line out here yet, but we'll just go with what I've seen. We'll go to six and a half and over under 47 for Thursday night. Um, we obviously don't know sort of what the injury situation is. I'm going to assume Trey Waynes and T Higgins are going to play. And I'm going to assume Chidobi Wuje is not. So given those assumptions, I'll throw it over to you. Quick prediction. It's a little early in the week to know kind of what's going to go on, what the field of the game is, but give me something. Yeah. So I'm going to go Bengals cover and I'm going to go the under on the points. I like that. Um, I see this being one of those games where it's a little close early uh, and then end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter, the Bengals kind of just start to lean on them a little bit in the run game. So I'm going to take the Bengals 31 to 14. Um, I think this is a game that, that Joe Burrow just like today sort of has a really easy game. Maybe only throws it 23, 24 times. Um, Bengals kind of just lean on the run a little bit and get in and get out with a, with a relatively easy victory and gear up for another humongous game against green Bay uh, the week after uh, in Paul Brown stadium. Uh, one more thing I wanted to bring up before we get out of here uh, and, and I'll throw it, we'll do a quick trivia question as well. Um, Chris Evans's involvement today. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked, I liked it. You know, he had that cup, you know, that one catch. I, I think he looked good. Like, I think he looked like pretty good. Yeah. He had a, he had some really cool fun plays that they, it looked like they kind of had designed for him. Um, and I really like that as sort of like a little bit of a special package with him um, sprinkled in the mix. Um, I forgot to mention that in the offensive write-up, so we'll just add that in here. Um, any other thoughts before I throw a trivia question at you? No, I don't have anything. All right. So trivia question tonight. Um, I saw this on Twitter maybe like 20 minutes before we started recording, so I'll just throw it at you. There are two players in NFL history with four receiving touchdowns in their first three games. Two players. Who are they? Are they relevant names or are they from like 1950? Dude, one of them just played in the game we just talked about. Four receiving touchdowns in their first three games. Oh, Jamar Chase, obviously. Okay, so yeah, yeah obviously. I thought that was a given. I thought that was a given. All right, oh, so one well more. Then, yeah, so who's the other? Uh, can you give me like a like an era? Um, I'll give you a hint. Okay. He is on one of the NFL pregame shows, a CBS, um, Fox, NBC, ESPN. He's on one of those. Oh, Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy Moss and Jamar Chase. How about that elite company for Jamar Chase? Yeah, let's not let's not compare Jamar to Randy Moss yet. Let's. let's... <laughs> hey, hey, I you know I talked about my Bengals optimism chart on the last episode. Oh, you're, you're you're up. That thing was kind of reaching a little bit of a plateau. It just shot straight up. Yeah. It literally just shot straight up. I would have been, honestly, I would have been scared to do this with you. Um, obviously, we, we, we wouldn't have done this tonight because we would have been too, too sad to do this tonight. But I would have been really, really scared because you would be calling for Zach Taylor's head. Well, you would be calling for his head on a platter. If that, if that drywall uh, mark that I left after the Tyler Boyd touchdown is any indication, uh, my whole house might have 
been crumbled to the ground <laughs> by my doing if we had lost this game because the fact that I I was that jazzed up with the Tyler Boyd touchdown I don't want to know what would have happened had we had lost that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's just also I think it's big that we get the Steelers later in the season at home. We get the we get the road game out of the way. We get to come home two straight weeks against two winnable teams, and you know we'll, we'll see where it lies. So, yeah, um, I I, look, I looked at Josh at one point and I said, "Thank God we only play Pittsburgh twice a year because I don't know if I could do this more than." Well, more. that's how I feel about the Browns. I I am very ad, adamant, you know, animated when we play the Browns, just because I, I can't stand Baker. I can't stand the Browns. Well, they, they won today against a Bears team that the Bengals lost to. So who knows what's going on in the NFL? The only two undefeated teams in the AFC right now are the Raiders and the Broncos, if that tells you anything. Yeah, uh, that, 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 that really tells me nothing because I don't think either of those teams are really truly contenders. So, um, You got any other thoughts on general NFL from today, what you saw? Yeah, but Mahomes, man. Mahomes, come on. You got to. You, you, you can't throw that pick tied 24-24. Now, on a serious note, uh, hope Andy Reid is okay. He yeah. was rushed to the hospital. I really hope he's okay. You know, he's Mahomes is good, but Andy Reid is really what makes Mahomes, you know, you know, he, he really helps Mahomes out a lot. Um, I, other than that, I, it was kind of a typical day in the NFL, Not nothing too crazy. I thought the, the you know, the new Justin Tucker record, was absolutely electric. Now, now there's something that needs to be brought up about that. They should have flagged Baltimore for a delay a game. And if they move that back five yards, he doesn't make chance. that kick. Not a chance he makes that kick. So if I'm a Detroit fan, I'm very angry that they did not whistle that for delay a game because if I was a Bengals fan, I would be very angry. Very angry. Um, no, no, no. To be fair, though, to be fair, um, you know, the loss helps the Lions because they're trying to tank. I mean, they're not trying to tank, but they, they probably should tank. Well, they're it, tanking it, for the Spencer Rattler, right? Because he is – he's QB1. Uh, he barely beat West Virginia so at home. So, I don't, I don't think anybody should be tanking for Spencer Rattler. Um, I don't know. Not a whole lot of thoughts I have on NFL from today. Justin Herbert and Mike Williams are blessing me right now as a fantasy owner. Uh, I'm about to win the, my second game of the season. And unlike the Bengals from last year, I think it took me till week 10 to win two last year. So that's big for the program. Uh, the Jets suck. Uh, Broncos, I don't think are any good. They just haven't played anybody. Um, and the Rams are the best team in the NFL. That's all I'll say from, from today's slate. Right now, right now there. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, but. Playoff Tom will say something about that. About well, I'm sure he will. But the way they look today, the Rams are going to be really hard to beat the way they look today. I agree. Um, really nothing other than that. Minnesota beat Seattle. It just seems like everybody's beating everybody right now. We'll get a little more clarity next week because we get Cardinals-Rams next week, which is going to be an awesome game. Um, and we'll kind of go from there. So once again, Bengals win 24 to 10 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, a game we've been waiting eons to see. Um, and been waiting for this for months. the Bengals came through, they got a win. They come home on Thursday night against a terrible Jacksonville team with a chance to get to three and one. The Bengals are tied for first place in the AFC North. The Bengals 
are one and one on the road, which matches Zach Taylor's previous road win total. Uh, life is good. Life is good in Ohio right now. Life is good in Cincinnati right now. And life is going to be extra special in Cincinnati on Thursday night because it's going to be you. It's going to be me. It's going to be one of the roommates and it's going to be us at the banks getting ready. And if we see our friend Mo Egger, we're, we're going to have a conversation with him. We're going to have a conversation with Mo Egger. Mo Egger is canceled uh, in, in, in terms of uh, in terms of average Joe's pod. He, he is not a he is not a fan. I'm not a fan of him anymore. So we're going to have a word with Mr. Egger. Yeah, if we see you at the banks, we're going to have a word. Um, but you're not going to rain on our parade because we are both on cloud nine. The Bengals win in Pittsburgh. The Bengals are two and one. We will see you later this week. But until then, who day?